Hi, I'm Austin. I'm Josh. I'm Justin. Hey guys, have you seen the movie Encino Man? No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I thought everybody had to. But <laughs> uh, it's, it's been a while. It's part of my new uh, category of movies. I'm not going to tell you what that category entails till we get through a couple of them or you guess what it is. Okay. But what do you think, Josh? What do you think Encino Man's going to be? Uh, I know what I want it to be, that I'm pretty sure it's not. Ooh, let's hear what so, your pitch is. Any, any movie title with, with man in it, I just assume it's a superhero movie. Okay. Ooh, okay. Like, I love you, man, or right. in this case, Encino Man. So, isn't Encino like a city? Nevada? I love you, man, wasn't a superhero. No, I know. Oh, he, but I thought whenever, it was. whenever I told him about the movie, he was like, oh, I want to see you, I Love You, did Man. Did you go through the beaded curtain and rent the wrong I Love You, no. Man? And it's the I Love You, Man, coming to save men. <laughs> coming to save <laughs> uh, uh, I Love You, Man. <laughs> He's the uh, Valentine's Day based superhero. All right, so, so what would Encino Man... I, I want what's this, Encino, first of all? I assume it's like a city in, like... I, th- I thought it was Nevada. Maybe not. City somewhere Definitely in... Definitely west. Somewhere uh-huh. in western United States. Mm-hmm. So you think he's and like a, a city-designated superhero? Yes, I want him like, to be... like a western city, kind of yeah. a city urban cowboy superhero? Not cowboy, just oh, okay. like just some like suburban American city, and he, for reason, designates himself, you know, the superhero Encino Man... Dedicated um, to protecting what, what powers or no powers? No powers. Oh, so he's more of a Batman. He's not. He doesn't have any powers. He's some dude that like. <laughs> is there a villain? Calls like himself. a villain yes. with powers, or well, is you it like have a, a villain. But is it like an organization? No, Ooh. I think it's just some dude that wants to bring back. You know when Encino was good, so he campaigns and does like this quote super or who has no power just does like community projects or whatever. All the cool people move to Rancho Cucamonga. And there's a, yeah, there's an actual <laughs> quote bad guy that's some like housing development, uh, real corporate estate, real estate sector, yeah, something like that. Now you weren't here for our Wizard of. Speed and time? No. You would like that, because you're almost describing that movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, damn. So rec- watch that and then go back and listen to the episode. I don't know if you should watch that. Oh, I don't know if you should. <laughs> There's some ups and downs. I heard it wasn't amazing. Uh, it was amazing there in its own right. There were parts of it that were amazing, okay. but overall it was... You don't have to be boring. nice. Like, if it's bad, it's bad. Uh, it was just barely... It was just kind of It was boring. a product of its time, for okay. sure. Sure. So, we're going to get to it. We're going to watch Encino Man. Um... Yeah, let's list off who's in it right now. We got uh, that dude from Lord of the Rings, Samwise. He's in it. Cool. Mm, okay. <laughs> this is before Lord of the Rings, I assume. This is a 90s. Yeah. This is 1997, I want to say. Okay. Or maybe two. This is earlier than that. Justin's going to... 1992. Okay. Yeah, two. Um, it was really weird because I rolled Sean this... Astin is that guy. Sean Astin, Yeah. Um, it has Polly Shore. Polly Shore, okay. Brendan you... Fraser mm-hmm. from My Mummy. Yep. And one of Justin's favorite movies of all time, where he makes a deal with the devil. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bedazzled? Bedazzled. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we might have to put that one on the list someday. Do you know who Polly Shore is? I recognize the name, but... Have you seen Goofy Movie? Yeah. Is that the one you go to? Because I don't remember him from that. No, I'm just guessing what I think Josh would yeah, have seen. Yeah, I've seen Oh, him. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he's the guy with this the spray cheese. Oh, okay. Cool. Cheese and the Whiz or cheese whatever. This is going to be a comedy movie then. Yeah, we'll have to yeah. wait and see. <laughs> we'll be back with Encino Man. Don't call it a comeback. I mean- 
Justine Encino Man from 1992. Uh, yeah. First thoughts, what do you think? <laughs> I wanted to like it more than I did. Yeah? I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to watching it again. Josh sort of had a suspension of likability. <laughs> <laughs> I could not suspend my disbelief the whole movie. And why is that? Because there was... What? Too, it was too much. <laughs> they took too many liberties. Like, there were two scenes where the caveman was doing things that like didn't make any sense. <laughs> he adjusted to society way too quick. He, they got him into school in like... He didn't immediately die of a million Yeah, he diseases. didn't die of a million <laughs> I mean, I can suspend that. That's fine. Oh, oh, oh you can suspend that he didn't die of diseases, but he got into school too quickly. Let me tell you, before... Uh, Columbine and 9-11, you could waddle onto any schoolyard you but wanted. But they made a point of having, like, a five-second scene where they talk to the school counselor okay. and, like, get your paperwork. They should have just not done that at all. We'll get into that, because I have theories on that scene, mm-hmm. too. But we start in the Paleolithic era, and it's kind of, uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong Island. It's all misty and blues, and Brendan Fraser, a Paleolithic... Because um, they didn't want to like have to build an entire set. Of course, it's probably <laughs> the same scene we get later at the museum, <laughs> like that little square where the cavemen are. It's very zoomed in. It's Brendan Fraser as a Neolithic person. Uh, we don't know the time period. I say Neolithic or Cro-Magnon is brought up later. Mm-hmm. This could be from any time period. Uh, he's white, which is probably wouldn't be the case in real life. Well. More suspension of disbelief, I guess. <laughs> or uh, Hollywood's inability to cast any person right, of color. Yeah, right. But him and his... Why couldn't they get a real caveman? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Because they, they, they're all seamlessly integrated into the L.A. school system at this point. They've got jobs on Wall Street. But uh, him and his uh, cave girlfriend... Are making dinner, right? They're like making fire. Oh, he makes fire, which gets her hot. No, she makes fire, and he's like, "Damn, you work that stick nice." Because they're just sitting there. You got to have that cave banter back and forth to keep it fresh. There's not a lot. Yeah, to the do. cave banter. Of... <laughs> hey, grunts can say a lot, as we find out in this movie. <laughs> we he could do grunt that much in the future. We could do a grunt cast. <laughs> have you grunted? Grunt. <laughs> What's the best grunt you had yesterday? <laughs> oh, I was twisting and my back popped and I just went... It's a nice deep grunt. Yeah, I usually have my best grump... My, my best grunts after I... While well, I'm dumping. Okay, yeah. Josh, you care to... <laughs> I grunted a lot during this movie. <laughs> <I'm> disappointment. <laughs> um, an earthquake happens. And, and they get because we're in ice. California, it's a flash ice age. Mm-hmm. Uh, aliens come down and they blast an ice beam over Southern California, and it freezes them in really pristine nuggets. Nugs. Let's yep. let's start Nugs. right now. Nugs of ice. Just do the whole rest of the podcast in '90s terminology. That's not anybody's terminology, but Polly Shore's. Oh, I say yeah. nugs every once in a while. No, but that's not what he. Them means. chicken nugs. <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> This is the Encino time period, I guess, really, to believe. <laughs> As the earthquake is happening, 
we get this transition to Sean Astin, and he's in bed. His name's Dave, which I didn't find out for like half the movie. I was trying to find out what his movie was most of the, like what his name was most of the movie. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? They're never saying his name. It's Dave, I, I guess. We find out in the last ten minutes. He wakes up to an earthquake because it's modern day uh, Encino, California. He's... Okay, let's break this down. He's a senior in high school. He's about to graduate, and it's almost prom, like a week away. Yeah, he has one and friend. And he's digging his own pool. Yeah. By hand. By himself. This is this nuts. is bonkers. He's yeah. Nuts. Yeah. What he's nuts doing? in more ways than one. Oh, so many ways. This... Not only is he nuts, he's a straight up dickhead. I hated Dave. We didn't need this character. If this was purely Pauly Shore and no one to ground him but a caveman, <laughs> I'd be better off, I think. I didn't realize that growing up. Sean Astin, he played a dick in Rudy, which a lot of people don't realize. Like, terrible character. And he plays a real big dick in this. And the whole... I don't think he was supposed to be seen as a dick. He's supposed to be the straight man. He's supposed to be the good guy. He's supposed to be like yeah. our like the. But don't you remember intro. that in the eighties? Like that was the straight man, the really conservative, button-up, straight collar, like kind of nervous, twitchy, antsy guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, they were front men. But he's a nerd, and he knows it. He's a loser. He's not. He doesn't know it because he has delusions that the hottest girl in school is going to go to problem with it. But he also keeps telling Polly Shore he is. We also don't know We're why losers. they're losers. They just keep saying it. It's self-affirming. Yeah. Like, But Polly Shore doesn't give a shit. No. Whereas Sean Astin is desperate to not be. I did not expect this, but Polly Shore was great. He's my favorite part of this. He's the saving grace of this movie. Brendan Fraser's fine as yeah, a caveman. He was fine. He, he's athletic. He's big. He's uh, buff. <laughs> it could have been anyone being him, though, I felt yeah, like, really. it could. But Polly Shore definitely brought a, a unique... Definitely brings a unique energy. And though that's what he brings to every movie, when it fits, it fits, I think. It's really strange how comics in the 80s and 90s, and probably even before, adopted these personas that they wouldn't break from. They would just keep doing movies as characters of themselves. And you got people like uh, Bobcat Goldwith that did the same thing. And he's making great movies now. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, he had Ernest, that kind of thing. And, of right. course, Ernest did characters, but he did characters within the Ernest character. Right, it was like Ernest doing characters. It's like it's kind of like a stand-up who has a bunch of characters, and then they pick one, and all the other become his Jeff Dunham puppets. <laughs> I feel like Ali G was kind of the same way with Borat and... Uh, I don't know. I, I like Sasha Baron Cohen these days. Mm -hmm. Like, his new show's doing great and mm -hmm. getting real controversial. You oh, hear yeah. about this? I did. You hear about this? No. He, uh, he had to report some of his findings. Or he didn't have to. He did. He it did. All. He reported his findings to while the FBI. He was, while he was recording an episode. They busted a thing, big old pedophile he ring. He came across what he believed a, a big pedophile ring <laughs> in uh, California, and he chose not to air the footage of the episode he was airing and instead gave it to the FBI and took them off the investigation and they Ooh. chose not to do anything. Real world. The show? Uh, this is a Made in America? Yeah. It's made the guy in who America. But now he's doing like fake interviews and what he's doing is he's, it's real interesting. I know we're getting off topic, but whatever. I like conspiracies, so if you're here, you might too. <laughs> but <laughs> he's, he's doing fake interviews and getting prominent, powerful people to kind of expose their trash and their dark side. Yeah. Like, he got one of the 
Flo- uh, Georgia governors to say the N-word on camera. Mm-hmm. Like, real dark stuff. He's just kind of trolling the the evil. Yeah. <laughs> is, okay. Well, as I can put it. <clears throat> yeah. But uh, to get back to this, <laughs> it's got awesome guitar licks mm-hmm. every time. Okay, Stoney is kind of a fourth... Oh, Stoney, first of all. Yeah, his name is Stoney. Uh, he's kind of a fourth wall breaking Deadpool-esque character. He is. And he knows what he is, because, like, the very beginning of the movie is him right like, they are riding through school, and Sean Astin's on the back of his cool little moped, and mm-hmm. he's hand-painted his thing, and he's riding in his, like, he has crazy outfits throughout this whole movie. Pretty wonderful. But, yeah, they're cool. Um, this was the start of when shopping at thrift stores <clears throat> and finding, like, the coolest shit from the 70s started catching on mm-hmm. in L.A. culture, I think. Oh, I mean, you always had scene kids, which were doing that. But this brought it to, like, more main front because of this movie. Mainstream. Yeah. But uh, he was just going around talking to, like, while he was driving by people, he's like, hey, don't you know I'm, like, a skeevy, crusty dude? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I love Sean Astin's little sister character in this. She's got some great zingers. Like, she's, like, looking at uh, Dave as he's digging his own fucking pool. With air quotes. Pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like... Dave, be more of a geek. First of all, you'll never go to prom, and no one's going to swim in your pool. <laughs> it's like, ooh, burn. She was wrong. Oh, <laughs> why? <laughs> we'll get to that, but ew. She should have been right. She should have been right. Uh, we get some crusty, we get some like really good Polly Shore slang. Polly Shore slang is like, uh, what, what, what is the only things he cares about? Grease in the dewback. Nugs chillin' and grindage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Grease in the dewback, that's the start of this. Yeah. Like, a lot of slang. Buddy. We get to school, he's got that great moped. They're eating classic Doritos out of the bag. Mm-hmm. You got that 90s bag where, you, you can find, sometimes find him at the store. Where you can sometimes. Where they, they hide them and they're, you're walking through the store after a breath of fresh air with your headphones on, listening to like some synth beats, and you see those fucking bags and you're like, I did it. I traveled back to 1982 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then you buy them and they want some sort of card to pay with. No. <laughs> um, we're learning about Cro-Magnons and glaciers in school. Mm-hmm. And the teacher is the neighbor from the Burbs. Yep. Got a lot of crossover characters Rick in this. Do, uh, Rick Du Common. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He wasn't in a lot of stuff, but I... He was art. Whenever he shows up in a movie, I'm like, yeah, I know that guy from my childhood. He's mm-hmm. been in so much. But he really hasn't. He's just very uh, good character actor. He's the teacher, and he's discussing like how when glaciers flowed over the land, glaciers formed under the land in water deposits that are still there. When So we're getting some, like... What do you call this? In-school exposition? Yeah. It's what you get when you're, you are you don't have to leave school for exposition because like you've a, done something it was wrong? A, it was poorly uh, guised foreshadowing. <laughs> Which is weird because, like, it's a pretty common thing. Like, I don't think that, you know, in the nineties we need an introduction to what a caveman is. Right. Like, they're not that stupid. They're just a loser. It's not that long of a class, but we do get some good character introduction. Or it's not that long of a scene, but we get some good character introductions among the students in the class. Yeah. We see Rose McGowan. We see Dave's crush. What's what's her name? 
he says it all the time because he's like, oh, I'm gonna take yeah, because he's obsessed with her. Yeah, and he can't like get over the fact that she is not into him. Ooh, her current boyfriend. Meme watch. We've spotted one of the world's most popular memes in this. Robin. Robin. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna start doing meme watch whenever we see it because they pop up all the time. What's this one, Josh? The Dave looks at the girl. Like, so he's longingly looking at her current boyfriend. Like, what did you say? Her name was moves his head. Uh, Robin. Robin. Yeah, Robin. Matt. Matt was the boyfriend's name. Yeah. Uh, Brett. Brett Chad Matt. <laughs> Brad Chat Matt. Brett. Brett Chad Matt. Yeah, he leans in and he does the no pet shake. <laughs> um. So Sean Aston gets home. He's digging in his backyard. Fucking study. Finals are coming up. Mm-hmm. Stop digging a big ass. He doesn't dirt care about pit. grades. He just wants to be popular. This family is loaded too. Also, his parents are the most lax parents in the world. They're gone all the time. Do they not notice that he's digging a giant hole in their backyard? I think they work so hard <laughs> for this gigantic house that they they don't use they don't the backyard. they don't look in the backyard. They don't, look, they don't know. They I don't, don't think know. they've looked in their backyard for a while. Yeah, because he also convinces them later on. To take on a foreign exchange, they they agreed great. to take on a foreign it's exchange. Almost there. That was the best scene he had in the whole. Movie. That's a good parent. He does a really yeah. convincing thing with his parents. I like that. Um, he's digging, and it's like, dude, did you get clearance from the city for this? Do you know where your gas lines are? Right. You can't just dig a. You pool. can't just dig a pool. Like, imagine that you start digging a pool, and then there's a gas line running through the middle of it. What are you gonna do? Have it's a pool just, that's just like the this? <laughs> Um, yeah, boom. Clank. <laughs> and then he lights his lighter, just because he loves that thing. Yeah. Stoney's sitting on the side, you hear click, boom. Yeah. Okay, so you had an interesting count going on through this movie. Oh, yeah, I was trying to keep track of how many times it seemed like that they definitely got high right before the scene started. Because <laughs> this was one of those movies where they're obviously potheads, but, like, there's no drugs. You're, you just gave it away. That's my list. <laughs> It's it's stoner movies that are so non-stoner movies. Obviously, okay. potheads, mm-hmm. but they never address that they actually do. His name drugs. is Sony. Of course, it is. He's talking about nugs and grindage. We're meant to believe people often reference how much he stinks. Yeah. Um. <laughs> he finds ice, and near the ice, he finds uh. No, they find that bowl. Because this is the first. This is the first time. Because they find that bowl, he's like, "Whoa, it's really cold." I'm saying the name. It's a Mosetarian bowl. Pauly Shore knows. He knows. Pauly Shore has the answers. Not. I mean, he says he just watches Jeopardy. I think that's a cover. He's really smart, and he's like not trying to nerd out. Because every time a technical question comes up, he's like, "Oh yeah, I know that." Yeah. And he's right. Yeah, he is right. And he he has like. The finger on the pulse of what's going on with this caveman dude. Later, like, we he knows. How to Paulie treat Shore is the saving grace uh, is the saving grace character of this movie. Yeah. Regardless of how good of a movie it was or whatever, as a character, he was likable because he wasn't trying to take advantage. He just wanted to be his friend. He he told him that. Sean Astin, at some parts, we'll get to it. He's like, I own him. <laughs> uh, there's a second. I found him. He's mine. There's nope, a no second. No title drop. But the title card I wanted to say, it pops up, Real it's charming. white on black, it says Encino Man. And then in the same font, and at the same size, same colors, they Shall start I listing see? off the actors. And you're like, wait, that was, which one's the title? <laughs> and then it's like, and Polly Shore, because it's his first movie. It's his first, introducing Polly Shore, um, who, I mean, yeah, 
Polly Shore was a big thing, but I don't think that they exploded. He exploded quite as much as they were. What did he, he get he a start a on? YouTube? Mate? Yeah. yeah, as YouTube. <laughs> How did he make it before movies? No idea. Okay. We'll have to find that out during the course of this podcast. Um, there's a second quake, and here's where I wrote down shot, Sean Astin, the athlete. Because Polly Shore like loses the bowl. He jumps seconds. off a wheel, wheelbarrow through the air, catches this bull, and lands. And I'm like, okay, Rudy. Or you said that. Yeah, you're like, good job, Rudy. Yeah, <laughs> good, good line. <laughs> uh, they find a caveman, and they freak out. Mm-hmm. He's buried in the pool. And they're like, Mom, Mom, Mom. They're banging on the window. Right, and this is where she has the soundproof curtain or shades. The blinds? The blinds that she drops, and it just, like, muffles them. Right. What the fuck kind of blinds are those? (laughs) (laughs) And she just pays no attention. See, she's not looking in the backyard. He's like, can I build a pool in the backyard? She's like, yeah, go play in the backyard, whatever. Um, Oh, this part's disturbing. This is the da- the decline, I think, of Sean Astin, because as they're talking, Polly Shore's like, "Let's walk away. I don't want anything to do with this." And Sean Astin starts doing Polly Shore. He's like, "Come on, buddy, think of the nugs and the grindage and the money." So this is my question: Why it, did he want him to weird. go along with him? I don't think he. What did he need? What did he need him for? I don't know. Why was he, like, so desperate to have him? Just because he was he didn't yeah. want to do it alone? He didn't know he, yeah. if he could do it alone, I guess? It, they're friends, you know. They first off, they find this gigantic block of ice. And they... These two high schoolers, one of them being Pauly Shore, <laughs> and one of them being Sean, Sean Aston, <laughs> carry this two-ton block of ice into the garage. Okay. With this, like, winch system hooked up to their, like, mm-hmm. little, little gym or whatever. Yeah, a little bit of ingenuity in this. Probably by Polly Shore, because Sean Astin is useless. <laughs> in this movie. They hook up a ton of space heaters around this block of ice, and this is where I'm like, oh shit, it's gonna turn into the thing. <laughs> it's just gonna melt, and it's gonna be an amorphous And then his blob. dad walks in, and he's from the thing, and you're he like, is. oh my god, it's the thing! He is... <laughs> You know who else he is? He's the guy who gives mustache rides. From License to Drive. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was the dad in this movie. Uh, who is just walked all over. Because Pauly Shore is like, hey, I know you got the Brady Bunch thing going on, man, but at my house, I get, like, a hot dog in the sink and a slap. Because he's eating dinner here every night, and he's, like, making this dad feel guilty. I forget what he says. He's like, so don't tax my... Grindage? No, he's like, don't text my... <laughs> he didn't say grindage. Okay. He Ever was apologizing for... He was apologizing for... Uh, well, he's not in his grindage so much. <laughs> which means eating his food. First thing they do... Or, is take Polaroids. The next day they head to school... And, and sorry, the first thing lamps. that Sean Aston does... Is go up to Robin... And tell her, I have a caveman in the back of your yard. I found him while I was You want to come pool. over to my house? We can get naked again. <laughs> we'll get to that. That was the worst of the pickup lines. But he just rushes her in this hallway. He's and like, she's like, you. No, no, I have a boyfriend. I don't want to come see your quote-unquote caveman. She's like, my boyfriend's right there. Like, he's way bigger than you, Dave. You really need to stop Why doing this. Why wouldn't you show her the pictures? I guess the Polaroids hadn't been done developing. They hadn't shaken them to completion. Uh, Robin's boyfriend comes up and staples into a fucking wall. (laughs) Literally, like, 
all around his Letterman and jacket. Eat me. Eat me on his forehead. <laughs> He's like, dude, Robin wouldn't piss on your gums if, if your teeth were on fire. <laughs> yeah, she would. <laughs> yeah, she would. Uh, there's a full thaw, and then what we, uh, what I like to call a Fraser freakout. He's going through the yard in the house, and he's like going all over trying to find things. He's like, where am I? When am I? Who am I? Uh, he's yelling to the sky as helicopters pass over. Oh, the sound of a helicopter mm -hmm. passes over. Um, we get some nice Brendan butt here. Oh my god, you could see his prehistoric asshole. <laughs> nice buns. There was like... Oh, he's you toned. could like see into him. No, he had scene. a loin it was cloth. Crazy. You could though. He was covered in mud or shit. <laughs> he's he's buff as they get to. <laughs> um, oh, he's he's freaking out. So he grabs a shovel and a trash truck comes like a garbage truck, and it makes a mastodon song. I love that, like because it's got oh, the steel that's what lifters. He it to, yeah. mm -hmm. We're kind of in. Uh, caveman mode. We get some good caveman POV right now. He's looking down at his feet running. He's like, why did someone build a stupid hole in this backyard? He jumps over it. <laughs> he sideshow bobs himself. He steps on a rake and it's just like flap. <laughs> and he discovers a dog. <laughs> the dog discovers him. Yeah. And it loves him and he doesn't care. He's like, this could be a good buddy movie about him and the dog exploring LA, but that's Squashed instantly. We could have just replaced Sean Austin with that dog. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he turns on the TV and catch this. Filmed probably in 1990, 1991. The original Terminator on TV in the middle of the day. What are you doing? What are you doing? That's either staged just for that after credits bit by Polly Shore. Or they have like no, they they made that joke again too. Premium cable. Because then uh, Brandon Fraser made that joke in the middle of the movie. Right. He came into the store and said, "I'll be back." It, was it really that big a thing? This was ninety two. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I'm saying Terminator Two came out ninety two. Also, that they were referencing Terminator One. Where when did Terminator One come out? Eighty nine, I think. Maybe even before eighty four. So like when this movie was written. Hmm. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> I'm saying it's L.A. They had connections to the Arnold Man. And... Terminator came out in 1984. Oh, okay. See? There was no reason to bring it up seven years, eight years later. It's a good movie, for sure. I'm saying he had L.A. connections, and they're trying to raise awareness for the second one that's about to come out. Okay. Because it was. And it was spectacular. Uh I just gotta say the Wi-Fi went out last week all over the state here. We had some like telephone issues, some Wi-Fi issues. Uh, I was able to watch the old Terminator because mm, I got it downloaded. That's what you were doing while people were riding in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back. No, it's too fucking cold to riot. <laughs> I mean, I know balaclavas keep you warm, and so do scarves. Eh, what? Eh, no. I'm not a cold person. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> uh, we get a TV montage after Terminator's on, and he learns how to dance a little bit. He gets exposed to all of the world's culture. Mm -hmm. uh, Stoney and Dave come home. They find him in the room trying to set furniture on fire. Yeah. Build, like, build a fire with furniture. I he's think getting he, pretty close. He's really starting to freak out at this point. Well, I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> right. They calm him down with a relaxing bubble bath. And no, no, no. So at first, 
the lighter? He comes down with the lighter and jumping on the bed. Okay. But then we get to an I'm Too Sexy montage and a bubble bath. There's one thing I wanted to talk about first, or maybe this is Aster. Yeah. Uh, that scene, but where they're in the room and he's like the caveman, uh, Brendan Fraser's uh, Link. That's his name, right? Mm-hmm. Link is staring at the poster of like the sex, sex lady in his room. Yeah, and he's just like staring at him. Sean Astin was like some Betty, huh? I'm like, shut. What the fuck? Is this 1940s? <laughs> Another line that Sean Astin had that was really disturbing there in the school cafeteria. And they're looking at Robin and he's like, milk does the body good. And originally I thought that was a Polly Shore line, but nope, no. that was a Sean Astin one. It was it was gross. Um, Link is playing with these, uh, you remember the Donkey Kong congas that nobody played with once they bought them? He finds a pair in the closet and he's like beating on them. They're real congas, but that's what they looked like. I don't know. Did you guys ever play that one? No. The DK beats? Yeah. Nah, uh, no one did. About it. I always saw it in the store display, and you'd go up and smack it a couple of times, but they'd be broke, and you were like, oh, if they're broke this early in the store, I wouldn't want to take them home. I don't know. Wasn't too into Donkey Kong after Super Nintendo. They put clothes on him that somehow fit. Oh, he's and a gigantic man. When the clothes they're wearing. Except Polly Shore. They're like on par almost. Was he gigantic? Or were they just both small? Yes. Yeah, he's a big dude, and they're both small dudes, <laughs> for sure. And maybe that's one of the reasons why they hired him, was that height disparity, yeah. to really point out. Uh, yeah, they put him in, what is this, it's like a floral pattern vest on top of, it's like a red vest on top of like a skin-colored t-shirt with mm-hmm. jean shorts dyed green, and then they cut his hair just loose, yeah, mid-long, and you're like, yep, more that, sideshow Bob. that was the 90s. <laughs> You're right, yeah. And uh, another similarity is that oh, we skipped over Frazier right? is his last name. And we... Frazier was played by Sideshow Bob. <laughs> that was the connection to the rig. That's why he did it. He's like, I'm Brendan Frazier, and Frazier plays Sideshow Bob. I gotta do this. We skipped over Josh's favorite scene with, with uh, Dave, where he convinces his parents... That Dave does a good job at this. That, yeah. uh, the only thing is, uh, Let's act this out. Uh, Dave, you didn't tell me about this. What's this kid doing here? Well, yeah, I totally did. Didn't you remember? You're away from home time. You wouldn't remember. I told you three months ago. Hey, Mom. I'm, I'm starting to remember. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's how he gets away with yep. having a caveman live in his it, house. It just shows how like disconnected their parents are from the family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they don't give a shit. <laughs> Not at all. Well, yeah, they let Polly Shore just stay at their house like constantly. Yeah, he's eating dinner every night, like we pointed out. Uh, the music is kind of strange in this. The first song we get is really '90s, but after that, it's really odd rock and roll covers. We get a cover of Wild Thing. We get uh, later in the movie like a cover of another song. I don't know, but. It's like, why Why would you buy the license for that, but then redo it for your movie? And then there were some originals in it. It was a weird mix of hard rock and 90s music. Like, these weren't hard rockers, these characters at all. It, this fits more like Brendan Fraser and Airheads, I think. Yeah. Oh, I didn't make the connection that he was in both of them. He, he got around in the 90s. Mm-hmm. He made a lot of movies. If he you did. look at his IMDb... He did. He, he disappeared out of nowhere. 
He's still doing stuff on the cable channels, I think. Yeah. Um, which is where... But the, I just mean, like, mainstream. That's where the money is now, though. Uh, Holly Shore is like, hey, Sean Astin, you're getting a bit too clingy with Link. He's like, we're going to make money off of him. He's ours. We found him. We can do what he wants. So I t- love the montage with Link and Polly Shore going to the amusement park. That's what I'm saying. Before the amusement park, they sneak away. It's a Polly Shore Link day, a stoner Link day. And he's like, come on, my friend from the Stone Ager. And right, we get some racist Middle Eastern chimes as they go into the Seven Food Mart. And he's... I kind of want to make a t-shirt out of this. He's teaching him about the food <laughs> pyramid, and he's like, dairy, and he's pointing to milk duds, and he's going around, and uh, we don't finish it until later at the dinner scene. He's like, when he catches the fly and eats it, and he's like, meat. <laughs> but yeah, they're wheezing the juice and wheezing the cheese. Mm-hmm. Um it is obnoxious that he had up to... up on some grindage. It's cool that he made his lingo, but it's kind of obnoxious he had to st- stick to it. I would have wanted to see more range. Like, in movies from Polyshar. Like, <laughs> to see what he could do. Like, if he's a murder suspect, but not doing the Polyshar Poly Shore thing, that could be a cool movie. What if he was a murder suspect and doing the Polyshar thing? Uh... They were wheezing up much. <laughs> so you shot him? I put him to the grindage. <laughs> What is he saying? (laughs) Are you guilty or not? We found your fingerprints all over the crime scene in the murder weapon. I was just greasing the dupe bag. Um... They, uh, they're at, they go to school before they run away, and we run into these breakdancing teens that are straight out of Teen Witch. Like, it's amazing. Speaking of which, we have to put that on the mm-hmm. list. That, ooh, that's a that's a watcher. Mm-hmm. That is a watcher. <laughs> they get to the amusement park and um, go on some roller coasters. Looks pretty cool. They do a bunch of stuff. They harass the dude in a panda outfit. I mean, he's, uh, he's kind of asking for it. Thinks he's God's gift to women. <laughs> uh... Take, they they go on the roller coaster a couple times, puke off of it, I think, because mm-hmm. they've been wheezing all that nacho juice. <laughs> um, then we're at dinner at Dave's house, of course, and Polly Shore's saying something at the table, and the dad's just fucking sick of it. He's like, we only we speak, speak English. English here. <laughs> you got stuff stepping on my lines, man. Ah. <laughs> uh, Yes, <laughs> but there's a fly in the room, and this is where Brendan Fraser catches it and eats it, Polly Shore. But here's where the bowl ended up. The family's using it as a dog dish. And Brendan, oh, is that what that was? That yeah, was the bowl they found underground. And, uh, yeah, Brendan Fraser starts eating out of it at, with the dog, and he's just like, he likes grindage. And the dad's throwing up. And we only speak English in this house. <laughs> nope. Okay, Dad, you do know Link's here, and we've told you he's from Estonia and has limited English, but definitely knows an insult when he hears one. I was yelling at that Polly Shore kid, that Stony. I was in the thing, goddammit. He clearly doesn't know insults because he gets punched by the douchebag and doesn't care or do anything about it. Yeah, no. why would he care? Ice skating rink. Because he gets attacked by things time backwards from yeah but he got attacked and realized that 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 guy wasn't a threat so he's like all right i'm just gonna leave i guess that's the point (laughs) so from here we go to the museum and link realizes he's a time traveler 
Ooh, this is a hard self-realization to come to. Yeah. He's walking around, and at first it's kind of cool. He's just enjoying a field trip, because who doesn't? Even he, who, like, school is a new experience, is ready to get out of school. <laughs> uh, he's looking, and this is really cool. I like to see this at the museum, where they're they're cleaning the bones in front of you. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, doing work and stuff. Um, but what, what's he see first? It's, like, a foot? Yeah. Yeah, he sees a foot, and then a rib cage, and then a skull. The whole skeleton, and he's, like, looking around, and he starts to get really overwhelmed. Yeah, because he sees the skeleton of a thing he used to hunt, and he finally realizes that, like, everything he knows is long gone. Yeah, and it's deep. It's, he's not just freaking out about being in a room full of monsters, because that's what it kind of seems like at first. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that would freak anybody out who actually fought these monsters in real life. Like... <laughs> That 12-foot tiger I fought was quite traumatizing. (laughs) (laughs) Stab. His teeth were as long as my forearm, but now we're just here on display. Fun times. (laughs) But uh, there's a... You definitely had a war flashback right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some paleolithic trauma. Some PTSD. He finds the caveman, the Neanderthal exhibit, and he... He just goes in there and starts trying to make a fire, and they hear a scream. This is really well-timed. Him weeping while he's trying to make a fire. Talk about a sad scene. Just a dude crouched over an unlit flame, like... (laughs) Because it's just plastic logs. (laughs) They're just, like, squish. (laughs) But the teacher, he's telling a story, and he's like, imagine a caveman being eaten by one of those things. And right that moment, Brendan Fraser was like... From a, he's like, oh, there's one now. <laughs> and they know immediately. Dave and Stoney yeah. are like, oh, shit. I mean, bad on them for losing track of him in the first place. Like, who the fuck would let that guy out of their sight? <laughs> uh, he, a bunch of stoners, that's who. Yeah. <laughs> what? What's your count so far? Uh, I, I kind of lost track, man. Like, most of the movie... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> most of the movie... There's definitely a scene... That scene where they went to the 7-Eleven? Definitely. Well, there's a scene where they put him on ice, and there's all the heaters, and Mm -hmm. you see a lot of uh, steam steam. billowing out, but they're just, like, they're against the back wall of this garage, and Sean Astin's laying down, and Polly Shore's, like, snuggled up against him. Um, Wait, did you fall asleep digging? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What life do you lead? (laughs) This is such a weird high schooler. I mean, I did a fair amount of digging in high school, but nothing like this. <laughs> we go to... One thing I will say about Sean Austin, though, is uh, his character, Dave, mm-hmm. had, a, had a hammock in his room. Yes. Good good move. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a situation you want to be in. You, hammock, dog, yeah. like the golden retriever. That's Oh, hammock in the room is nice. I <laughs> think you got that down the hammock district. <laughs> A dog will get in the hammock with you. Uh, next day at school, driver's ed. And this driver's ed teacher, I don't recognize him. I, I feel I like think he was someone you should have got a bigger person for this. Strangely antagonistic. Like, it's early in the morning, and he is fed up with these fucking high schoolers already. He's like, uh... Because it's Robin, the girl that Dave likes. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh! We skipped Blades. Uh, no, we haven't got there yet. We haven't got to Blades? Nope. 
Oh yeah, we did. We did skip over Blades. Let's go back to Blades. So Blades is like the idealistic teen hangout. All the cool nice jock hockey ring. kids play there. They practice there. And Link gets invited by Rose McGowan. Who's, who was never seen in the movie after this scene. Because uh, oh, she's into Link. Yeah. And no one can I'll, I'll, Every into girl Link. was into Link. Of course. He's six foot five and yeah. Brendan Fraser at 20-something. Of course. And dressed like a 90s like weirdo? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they go to Blades. It's a hockey practice space slash arcade splash. Probably nacho bar or mm-hmm. something. You can Everything. It's pretty awesome. Laser Link tech. gets invited, oh. and Stoney's like, oh shit, can we come? And it's like, you know, it's a public space. But not until watching this it. movie, I was like, oh, it's like, there's no adults saying, don't do that there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they showed up, they were going to get the shit kicked out of them by Chad They did Redneck. show up. <laughs> Chad pulls Sean Astin onto the ice. Because, oh, Sean Astin. Sean Astin. Is this where he pulls the photo yes. out? Oh my god. This... Photo from 16 years ago with him and Robin in the bathtub, and he's like, You know, we've been naked before together. Oh, God. Now, that is just the cringiest line. Now, let me propose this to you. She doesn't drop dead out of shame for him. Okay, but she it was written have. by a man. It was, <laughs> she should have, and also. I don't care what happened at the end of this movie. They did not end up together. Oh, no. She kissed him once out of pity. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> She's like, hey, you almost have a pool. Cool. Is that better than anyone else in Encino in your class? I've flown over LA. There is a pool, pool in every house. Every backyard. <laughs> especially in the 80s, 90s with this family. And he has to dig his own shitty mud hole. <laughs> Fuck this part of the movie. <laughs> like, who wrote that? Um, Especially because she has the line later to Chad Brad about, I want to be a guy who does what you want. He's cool. He he's knows cool. himself. He's confident. Yeah. He's not afraid to like, have fun. Like Dave. Like Dave. Like Dave. <laughs> Someone who's not afraid to dig their own pool when their parents don't pay attention to him. <laughs> who uh, has no prospects for the future because he should be writing to colleges right now instead of digging his own pool. That's what Polly Shore's been telling him at the beginning of the movie. He's like, bro, you're, like, obsessed with prom, and, like, we're about to go to college. Yeah, life does not end at prom. You need to look beyond, because that's one night, and who cares? Yeah. Uh, so Driver's Ed, Link is... Oh, Link played at Blades. He played the arcade game. Mm-hmm. Uh Chad comes up and tries to start a fight with Sean Astin because he's showing because fucking... Because Sean Astin is hitting on his girlfriend openly in front of him. Right. Of course Matt Chad Brad is going to come <laughs> beat him up. So Link comes up and he's like, hey, don't mess with my friend. He doesn't say it that eloquently, but he gives him the stare. And Chad's like, I haven't liked you since I saw you, but I don't have a problem with you. But now I'm going to be all over you. And Link's kind of just standing there. Chad comes up, he steps off the rink onto the the normal ground with his mm-hmm. ice skates and I'm like now's your moment get him Link because he's all wobbly I've stood on ice skates I did it yesterday that would be a terrible get time him. to get punched <laughs> <laughs> he gets punched by Matt and Link's just like what was that <laughs> like I fought he moves his head back he's just like Aw. he's like no that stung a little but I fought off. bears as big as like this room what are you doing and uh, they don't get it. He doesn't have a concept of societal violence. No. Which kind of makes sense. If you're in a tight-knit group, you don't want to just start shit out of nowhere. It, 
But at the same time, Josh, you were right. He would have torn him in half. Right. That's my theory, is that, like, he got he got punched by that guy, and he's just like, oh, I don't have to worry about this guy. It would have been a good scene for, like, you know, he punched, nothing happens, and then Link just knocks him out. What? And everyone, like, cheers him. But it made him more likable that he just did nothing. Yeah. Because then it made Matt because Chad Brad look like the society. Jerk. Yeah. And she immediately decides to dump him, the girl who's known that Chad because Brad he showed has been a douche right the whole away, movie. Yeah. Uh... I get it because eventually he does fight him, but at this point, this is a this is a dude who's grown up in the wild against monsters. Mm-hmm. He, he don't just start shit. <laughs> yeah, and at the same time, he could probably just take his heart right out of his chest. What happened is he got punched by Matt, and he's like, "Oh, you're a child. Oh, oh he's, he's having a tantrum. We should leave, guys. I know he looks as old as us, but he's really weak." Like, I don't know what he's doing out there on those skates. Maybe that helps, but he's really weak. He punched me, and I, I moved just to make him feel good. <laughs> I've worked with kids before. You can't shame them in their society. <laughs> uh, driver's Ed. Link gets in the car because he played the arcade game, and he's like, "Oh yeah, real world video games. Immediately. With I Robin. I don't remember Robin's this happening immediately, and Dave. Dave's in the back. He's hanging well, out the they, window. They see him about to go, so they run out. Uh, I thought this took longer to happen. He's immediately up on two wheels. I thought they would ride around the school, and then he'd like show For like off. A mile. But yeah. he rolls around the school and then leaves campus. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and they're just going down the street. And Dave's mom and sister are in the car. They pass by, but they see the underside of the car. Every You're getting all the reaction shots from all the people. Um... This boggles me, my mind. They end up at a strange daytime dance club. <laughs> this scene was so weird. What is going on here? A foreigner daytime dance club, too. Uh, illegal alien daytime know. dance club? I don't know. And I don't say that disparagingly. I'm just saying that because when it breaks up, we'll see. Because, like, and then those guys were, like, threatening, but then they were cool, but then they were threatening, and then they were cool. And <laughs> we get some stereotypical, like, Latino dudes who are dressed as gang members, like, Polly Shore just walks up right in the middle of them. He's like, hey, bros, do you mind if I hang here? And they're like, yeah, but you got a drink with us. And he's like, I'm kind of on a field trip right now. This scene... <laughs> I know it was supposed to read like he's in high school. He's like, oh, I can't drink. But to me, it played like he was an alcoholic that was being pressed to take a drink again. Mm. That's how it looked. (laughs) Okay, my theory was he just wanted to drink with some of his friends on the set that day. Because, okay, have you ever got bottle service at a bar? No. That tequila would have run you $80 to $120 to have your bottle at your bar. Unless this is a BYOB place. Which I, makes me like it even more. <laughs> when I lived in Chicago, we used to go watch stand-up, and you'd be all, all hours. Yeah. And uh, a lot of the cafes there didn't serve alcohol, but they were all BYOB. And you'd pay, like, $3 a person for bottle opening service, and they'd provide the glasses. And you could bring whatever, like, bottle of wine or... I mean, some people brought alcohol, but mostly we just brought wine around. But that was a kind of cool thing. I haven't run into anywhere outside of Chicago. Mm. And, of course, people got drunk. But... I don't know. Seems like they don't handle it as well. Someplace. I don't know. No, you know what? People die in the river there, too. No one handles it well. Uh, the... At at the time we're in the... 
dance club, which is just bumping. The jocks are doing some snooping. Yeah, they're breaking into the school. They look at uh, Link's permanent records. Is that something that ever occurred to you? I know permanent records were brought up a lot in school, but I never wanted to see, see mine no, or I see someone care. else's. This is at the point wherever I realized, where I was thinking, like, oh, how great would it be if it got revealed that uh, uh, Link is not a caveman? Yeah. It's a con man who, like, found what we, like, saw, like, stumbled upon the, the dead caveman body, like, saw what they were doing, <laughs> and, like, disposed of it. And he's like, I'll just pretend, like, I don't know anything. Covers and I'll himself get a in new shit. Life. <laughs> um,. Yeah, they're snooping around. They find out Link has the records of a dog, which, okay, call back to our earlier scene where they're at the admissions office. Mm-hmm. I think he fucks her. I think he fucks Link, that. Ad- what? I think Link fucks that admissions officer because they bring him to school. He's towering over everyone. They're like, hey, this is our friend from Estonia. His name's Link. And he sits on the table next to her and he's like, hey. And she's like, what is up? my big friend and immediately he's in the school with dog records <laughs> she was like let's go clear up some things in the back really quick you're over 18 yeah all right because <laughs> there's no way i mean there is a way it's pre-columbine I mean, pretty much all of his like caveman problems were solved by fucking yeah i mean as it would be. it would have been yeah hey, why resort to fist when you can just fuck chad <laughs> <laughs> that's his mode of thinking he's like why did does he like me <laughs> like that's what was going through his head as he punched him he's like never encountered that sort of flirting before <laughs> he has this inner monologue that's very coherent going on throughout the entire movie he just chooses not to speak uh he finds he does out, start speaking though but he starts speaking like polish short he finds out salsa spicy Yes. That's a funny joke. I guess. And it went nowhere besides him going <laughs> for like two minutes. And then a conga line forms and he's into it. And then the cops come in. He does dance. Immigration. With yeah. Police and immigration. And that's why I say it's like illegal immigrant bar because everybody books it. And I'm like, you think they would have let three fucking white co- like high school kids in this bar? No, you're dead. Get the fuck out of here. This isn't a bar. Yeah. The, the bouncer at the door. This is a library. Beat it. Yeah. <laughs> but I wanted to bring up, he dances with, like, the lead uh, dude's girlfriend, mm-hmm. which is, like, a no-no in his book. He's been saying it the entire time. Oh, you think there. they danced? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he gets away with it by knowing enough Spanish to say, like, the cheese the is cheese ready. The cheese is moldy. <laughs> where's the restroom? Yeah. And this dude's like, you're right. She's not worth it. <laughs> uh because he's been paying attention more in Spanish class than to any... No, that's why I say he can talk. He can speak. He can repeat things. Yeah. But he's got an inner monologue, I guess. That's what I'm going for. Yeah, police and fucking ice show up and everyone flees. Um, they get their mugshot taken, and Sean Astin is on stilts. Because he's over five foot five, standing next to Brendan Fraser. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> There's a box under him that lifts him up. Like, he used Pauly the same Shores, school that Tom Cruise uses. Holly Shore's under him. <laughs> He's standing on his shoulders. Holly <laughs> Shore does not get arrested. He drinks his way out of it and finds new friends. He goes with the flow. Mm-hmm. You're right. He should have more friends because 
he's not a bad guy. He has no malicious intent. Yeah, he is a... he, And that's not the only time. Whenever they were in the uh, amusement park, they were, like, with a whole group of beautiful women. Yeah. And they weren't all just all over Brandon Fraser. They were hugging on Polly Shore, too. Yeah, you got that tube ride. They're all spitting water into each other. <laughs> water park water? Yeah, don't put that in your mouth. I guess it might have been fresher in the 90s, nope. but they haven't changed it since. Nope. <laughs> it wasn't fresh then either. Uh, we get a cutaway to um, Matt being really aggressive. He's like, prom's tomorrow night. You're going with me. And he's pushing the door this closed. This poor girl. She's got, she's got Matt coming at her, and then she's got Dave coming at her. Just and like, oh. Catch this. Sean Astin is in prison, has one phone call. Jail, sorry. He uses it to call this girl to ask her to prom. She says no. And she no. says, no, will you ask the guy who's there with you to go with me? Can you ask Link? <laughs> and then she realizes, oh, that was kind of mean to do. We can just all go together as a group. Uh, okay. And he hangs up, up and he's like, oh, wait, that was my one phone call. Yeah. <laughs> They get out of prison. Because his parents So now that he knows that his one true love, Robin, who he has no doubt in his mind will someday uh, see the way that they're supposed to spend happily. Oh, God, I fucking hate this whole thing. <laughs> Fuck you, Sean Astin. <laughs> well, Dave. Well, Dave. Sorry, Sean Astin. I'm sure you're fine. Unless you wrote the part. <laughs> Fuck uh, you, character <laughs> of Dave. He's like the quintessential nice guy thing that's going on now. I'm just like, God damn it. While they're in jail, we get a scene of Paul... Or it's, uh, it's raining, so Dave's mud hole is filling up <laughs> with water. Uh, and he gets out of jail, and he's like, well, fuck you, Link. My life is ruined because of you. You stood up for me. You made me popular. You taught me how to be cool. Well, fuck you. So I'm going to drive you to the edge the girl of town. The likes you, so I'm going to dump you. I'm going to Harry and the Hendersons like you. I'm a dog <laughs> to the edge of town and dump you off and tell you to go. Just get, get out, out of here. Nobody wants quarters. you anymore. Here's some quarters for get the arcade game. And, oh my god, I never thought I would say this in my life, but thank, thank god, god for, for Paul Shore. Shore. <laughs> he shows up on his moped, and it's like, oh, he's the good guy. He's the hero of this scene. <laughs> He's the hero of the damn movie. And this is when Sean Astin rips into him. He's like, fuck you, man. I want to build a pool and be popular with Robin and live in high school and forever. And yeah. all you care about is nugs, grindage, and fucking... Chillin', <laughs> chi uh, uh, wait, what was it? I have it. Nugs, chillin', and grindage. Nugs, chillin', and grindage. That's all it is. And yeah. then he's just like, I care right now, man, more than you do. Polly Shore's got this great shirt on with just a crowd, like, at a stadium. It's just a whiny white boy fight where they're just like... <laughs> this is where I finally learned his name was Dave. I wrote it on my notes. This far in the movie is when I was like, oh, his I name's Dave. remember. Uh, they get into a fight. He punches Polly Shore in the mouth, and then Brendan Fraser's like, N fucking stop, guys. Yeah. God, they're all children. He suddenly finds his voice and can speak perfect English. No, he doesn't no. say that. <laughs> he just goes up and grabs them and says, this is family. family. Because that's a callback from whenever he was crying, and Polly Shore was like, we're your family now. I'm gonna be deceptively nice to you. Fucking so Lilo and Stitcher rip that off. <laughs> Ohana. No. <laughs> he doesn't... Okay. First of all, he's, he's a white guy. But second of all, he doesn't ever try to introduce them to any part of his world. He doesn't teach them how to hunt mm. or survive well, or so... grow anything or make fabric. 
Like, he has so many skills <laughs> that they could learn from him, and they just portray him as a dumb animal. Yeah. And that's, like, one of my big critiques about yes, this. I mean, they portray Dave as a dumb animal, too. They do. We don't need any... We don't know any about him, either, other than that he likes oh, it. Oh, how, how much better would it have been at the start of the movie if we got the cave people living together, and fucking Brendan Fraser's dad was bitching him out in cave grunts, and it turned out he was just, like, a misunderstood teenager, too. And then he, like, went outside and saw his girlfriend, and he was, like, real happy, and then the rubble came. I think that would have been nice. Because then he'd get to the future, and you'd have this strange juxtaposition of, like, it, you could show the two scenes of, like, the dads at the dinner table <laughs> yelling at their kids, and then just crossover is the same thing. Like, it yeah. never changes. Yeah. Um, wow, okay, wowzers, it's prom night. Link is going, Sean Astin is not because he's grounded. He's on probation. But he Link is he's just not reason. going. Yeah. yeah. He's just, he's finally realized, oh, I have been an insufferable dickbag this entire movie. I'm going to do the right thing and let her go with the guy she says she wants to go with. That way she'll see that I'm a nice guy and kiss me in the next scene. <laughs> yeah, but then they underwrite that. That's what I thought was happening. And then he's like, by the way, if you touch her... That was yeah. gross. And then he goes down and he's just like, oh, I'm going to help you have this night and then we can be together forever. <laughs> <laughs> you have my blessing. <laughs> uh, Matt, at this point, pulls another... This dude's a fucking rogue. He's like the jock of the group, but he's always doing some B&E. He's mm -hmm. a cat burglar. He comes into Dave's house, and he's snooping. He's like, I'm going to find dirt on this fucking Link kid, because he's not who he says he is. Whenever I punched him, it felt like I punched a wall. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm, I broke my yeah, hand. I know I'm not wincing, but there's a cast on. I'm keeping out of scene every shot. Like, <laughs> he happens to knock over the photo frame. With the pictures. Because otherwise you would have found nothing. This is not much evidence other than the fact that they like to cook caveman roleplay in their spare time. <laughs> These guys are a bunch of perverts. <laughs> <laughs> he rushes <laughs> to prom and catches it when Brendan Fraser Link is about to be nominated prom king. And he's like, wait! wait! I have photos of him naked and covered in mud. Which I'm not going to show you. And everyone in the audience is like, what are you talking about? And he's like, he's a caveman. And they're like, who fucking cares? They all just cheer. Okay, Brad, get off stage. <laughs> but, okay, Sean Astin makes the huge mistake here of giving in and like rushing on stage and being like no it's not true he didn't the about me. those things he does it he gets unable to read the room that like nobody gives a shit uh -huh. so he thinks that he's gonna save the day um Link has had enough of Matt he finally is like hey maybe violence is the answer I did watch Terminator and a bunch of kung fu movies he headbutts him after he bows oh no he double headbutts him wham wham and, and then, then picks him up and slings him into the cake Oh, okay. Something we haven't mentioned. The school mascot? The mammoths. Mam uh, Mastodons. Mastodons. Yeah. Right. Really heavy metal band. I wish they were fucking playing this prom <laughs> other than... Yeah. Whatever funky monkey bullshit <laughs> was that last song. Uh, it wasn't a chat that bad a song. No, it was pretty good. Uh, Stoney walks over to the dude laying in the Mastodon cake and he's like, shush. And I'm like, whoa, that was miked. Like, <laughs> he... like. Well, there's a callback, because he kept on shushing everyone the whole movie. Mm -hmm. My, Matt Bradchad. Uh, quick question. 
The music starts, the funky monkey begins, is this the first dance ever invented? No. <laughs> Why? It's a dance invented by the oldest man. Okay. <laughs> but it's not the first dance. Oh, okay, because he's seen dances he's on seen MTV. Dances before. Oh, okay. He starts a dance that will become here to known as the caveman, and everyone will do it across proms, weddings, and funerals from now till the end of eternity. Did that happen? No. <laughs> it did not become the next ever get on the floor and dinosaur, whatever that song is. <laughs> It's not the next electric slide, the caveman shuffle or whatever. <laughs> um, hey, I got an idea. Mm. After prom, we should go to Dave's house. And get <laughs> they don't big... even explain why. We'll I'm... just go to Dave's house, cut... who nobody likes, and get in his big muddy hole. I hear Dave has a really nice mud hole he dug himself, and it filled with rainwater runoff last night from his yard. Hell yeah! <laughs> Let's go jump in there with our tuxes! Yeah. I guess they found out that that's where Link lived. And you will never get the deposit why. back. Um, Robin's there. She full on makes out with uh, Dave. Uh, no, they did not make out. She kissed him. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he's in his mind like, yes, now she's my girlfriend. Don't get me that. Like I'm saying, I don't care what this movie is portraying. <laughs> that is bullshit. She does not like him. <laughs> That's what you can't suspend your disbelief about. That's she another does one. not That's like the main him. one. That is her and Rose McGowan. She's gonna go fuck Brendan Fraser and his girlfriend. That's and, what's gonna happen. And Rose McGowan, like yeah, Brendan Fraser's going to get all the oh, women in this. Every woman Except in that town. Holly Shore might get something thrown his way. Who knows? Why was there not a quirky girl at the end for him? That's a really... Because he's supposed to be like this weird asexual, outcast. He is yeah. like this weird asexual outcast loner no, guy. No, Because he's totally scoping the ba babes yeah, He school. talks like that, but he never actually does. He's also teaching Brendan Fraser what melons and gazumbas and all this shit are, like code names for tits. Uh, yeah. He's, yeah, he's quirky. He's kind of asexual. He never, like, shows interest in someone. Mm-mm. That's, yeah, that's really strange that he's portrayed that way, because his next movie, Son-in-Law, he gets way more perverted, because oh, he's, yeah. like, trying to date that girl. It oh, doesn't yeah. hold up, I'm gonna say it right now. No, it does not. Um, da-da-da-da-da-da, Dave and Stoney find more handprints, and it kind of mirrors the beginning of the movie when they found Brendan Fraser, Link, upstairs. They go up there, and there's, wouldn't you know it, his girlfriend from the past. Uh, Blast! From, from the, the past. past. If oh you my will. god, that's another Brendan Fraser movie. I see what you did there. And Christopher Walken. That's. Oh, I'll watch that one again. That's weird. <laughs> it is a weird one. I bet that doesn't hold up. Probably not. Uh, I don't think I've seen it since it came out. The girls get together, I'm imagining. There's a. Uh, what, what song from this time? It's probably something by, like, No Doubt. Their montage. Like, the guys got I'm Too Sexy. They could have that too. I'm just mm -hmm. saying. Uh, they, uh, they give her a haircut, they give her some modern clothes. Everybody's happy. Yep, everybody, but Polly Shore gets paired off. You don't need to be paired off. We don't need to, like, re- But, okay. Re, like, affirm. But if they're gonna shoehorn in another caveman character- I don't think that was shoehorned. I think it was a good callback to the beginning. I think it was sad for Rose McGowan, because she was into him and then died. Like, I, I don't know why. Maybe <laughs> they did fuck and she got some weird caveman virus. <laughs> Wooly Maybe Mammoth. She became a charmed one. Oh, okay. And that's how she lost her leg and replaced it with a gun. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And was in Scream. <laughs> sure, okay. Okay, Justin. You like movies, huh? <laughs> Is it a recommend? Uh, sure. What What do you think are its redeeming qualities? It's definitely li- like lighthearted and light. You seem enough. like you were enjoying yourself at some point. I really wanted to. Like I re, it, like when yeah when when we break it down, it's like why is this movie popular? Like I don't know that it is. Like none of the I characters. I mean, it's definitely like, like a cult classic now. But like I'm gonna look at like the characters that are likable are second characters that don't get any screened. Yeah. And, like the focus is all wrong. On, like, so the budget was seven million. Uh-huh. And opening weekend, it made nine million eight hundred. Successful then. Uh, gross, forty million. Who in the U.S. alone? Wow. wow. Yeah, it didn't have a lot of special effects. The only things I can think they spent money on were Polly Shore's wardrobe, the behind Fraser and Sean Astin, the the amount of coke and weed behind the sets on this, and uh, yeah. Sean Astin, the big name. Yeah, Sean Astin was top billing. Because mm-hmm. he came straight from Rudy to this, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, I I would recommend it. It's kind of fun. Ooh, right before the uh, Chad main bad guy, Matt, gets his comeuppance at the dance, drops a big ol' F-bomb for some reason out of nowhere. Just had to be... The, it's gotta be in there, I guess. In the 90s, 90s early 90s. Like, uh... At least the bad guy said it in this one. <laughs> we ain't talking about... Uh, fuck rama here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'd recommend it. It's, it's fun. You gotta su- just suspend your belief. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, I, the, oh, I would recommend this it movie has its sins, if you're it watching up. it with a bunch of people and you're laughing at it and having a good time. Sure. It's not like a... Uh, it's not like amazing. What, what I was saying while we were watching it is I think this set the stage for the 90s in a lot of ways. Like, Pauly Shore's eclectic fashion, Brendan Fraser, and all his, like, get-ups, uh, coming up with a lot of your own lingo, like, a lot of this, the colorfulness of, like, everything hand-painted that Pauly Shore had, kind of set the stage for that early 90s scene. That I mean, he definitely got it from the MTV era. I'm yeah. Not, I'm not saying this is responsible for it, I'm just saying it helped push it even further into the public's eye. Yeah. Uh... Definitely the best Polly Shore movie. He that's what I was gonna say. I was Unless gonna Unless you it count up. Goofy movie. I mean I don't know oh, if, if I like I was Goofy gonna movie ask more. They one if I had just seen this, I would be like, why not let that guy lead in a movie? But after seeing like <laughs> In the Army Now, uh Jury Duty Jury Duty yeah. Like I'm like, oh Son in law. Yeah, and what what you did is you Biodome was okay. Oh fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing good about it that is the first appearance of Tenacious D. That's the only reason. Yeah, okay, go watch Pauly Shore and Billy Baldwin in a bubble, you bastard. <laughs> that one had a better soundtrack. And Rose McGowan, I think she was in that too. She might have dated Pauly Shore or something Ooh. for a while. No, she dated Rod Zombie and yeah. Marilyn Manson, so all the LA like metalheads. Pauly Shore wasn't a band. Um you have a story I do. about Polly Shore, don't so, you? So, uh, 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 Josh and I went to the same high school in a small town in uh, here in New Mexico. We had uh, a yearly tradition. That you would dig up a caveman and name him Roswell Man and mm-hmm. teach him your ways? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, 
we had a yearly tradition it was called a lock-in so like we would graduate from high school holy shit and that night all of the people who graduated would go to the high school be locked in and it was like <laughs> stay over and there would be activities that, planned yeah i i can bet what activities yeah, were going were on holy shit i had they done that at my school <laughs> no <laughs> You can't but, do that with high Josh, school. you can confirm, right? You did this too? Yes, I did this too. Wow. He's a year older. He was a year, uh, graduated a year before me. I've heard of this. I've heard of this in church youth groups too. Yeah, yeah. It's so, such a strange name for it too. Like, I don't want to get lock kidnapped. In. Yeah. Lock in, yeah. It is weird. But anyway, for some reason, at my high school lock-in, they had a guest appearance. And it was Polly Shore. Ooh. Did he <laughs> get his locked entourage. in with you? Yeah, he stayed the whole time. That's weird what'd he do just hung out like with the kids and stuff yeah we had like a fake casino set up he just played fake casino games all night with his entourage which was a very humongous black dude a hot white chick two dudes in suits that i guess were like security guards i think you're describing blade three <laughs> this is his entourage okay and him is he a vampire? No. <laughs> and all, all, of those, all those people were around him the entire time. He gave a speech in which one of my best friends at the time heckled him. Ooh. Uh, I've heard He this. was obviously drunk. Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. The entire time. <laughs> now, I've heard this story, and you say your friend heckled him, which I believe. But my theory is that... Polly Shore, Shore just didn't destroy him? Yeah, because it's his graduation and he's a high schooler. Polly Shore, being a comedian, probably has handled a heckler or two in his time. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <clears throat> um, that's odd. It was. One of the weirdest experiences of my entire life. Could you imagine that now? Like, getting a letter if you were a celebrity your age and being like, Hey, do you want to be locked in a room with a bunch of high schoolers overnight in this small town USA? You know... I guess if I expected any celebrity to say yes to that, Polly Shore would be on that, like, list of... Sh like, if I had to guess that someone said yes to that... <laughs> okay, here's my theory. No one asked him. <laughs> he sent letters out. <laughs> no, who thought... I don't know. What celebrity would say yes to that? Would people even know, like... What, when yeah, it... people knew who he was. Yeah, huh. people knew who he was in our, like, graduating class and stuff. I graduated before you, but... His influence lasted, for sure. That's bizarre. It was extremely bizarre. Did you get to hang with him? A little bit. Yeah? Not much, but a little bit. All right. Oof. It was weird. He was, like I said, very inebriated. <laughs> uh, my theory is they gave you all LSD and put on this movie for 24 hours and locked you in a room, and it was just a Roswell CIA experiment. <laughs> You're like, you came out of it like, that was awesome. I hung out with Polly Shore. We's the juice do back. <laughs> now someday they're gonna, like, click their fingers and you're gonna turn into a Polly Shore assassin. <laughs> the Shore identity. <laughs> Activate Justin. <laughs> We's in the juice. juice. I'll be back. Uh. Yeah, we get a little stinger. <laughs> little stinger him peeking his head and doing the Terminator he didn't come back and there was no sequel to this no everybody thought there was going this to be this was it we thought there was going they to be left a it alone. because of it uh, yeah that makes it a little better uh, next time on the show we have a bunch of different options mm -hmm. some classics on Justin's list some movies on Josh's <laughs> list I guess you could call them movies some of them, some of them. <laughs> some of them.
<laughs> One of them we might have to go to the theater to see. Yeah. Maybe not now. No. Dollar theater. Okay. We could do if that. If it's on the dollar theater, we'd probably find it. Yeah. All right. Streaming somewhere. Until next time, I'm Austin. I'm Josh. I'm Justin. And this has been Have You Seen. <sighs> see you later, buddy. <laughs> You can find us at FapCheck on Gmail, FapCheck at YouTube, and FapCheck at Facebook.com. Our other podcast is Amazeballs on iTunes Podcast, App Store, whatever, and Podcast.com. On that one, we talk more about TV anthology series. Uh, we just watched that new Black Mirror. Have you seen that, Josh? Biosnatch. You know the premise? Yeah, I heard it's a choose adventure kind of thing. Hell yeah, it is. It's pretty, pretty cool. cool. <laughs> Um, oh, okay, so, spoiler alert for Bandersnatch. This isn't really a spoiler, because no one could ever do this. There's, like, a sound blip at one point in it, and if you run it through an old oscillator, it'll create a QR code image, and if you scan that, you can go to a website that has, like, the games this company made for download. Like, it's a super, super Easter egg. Whoa. There's so many Easter eggs hidden in it that I'm are sure. way too high-tech for me. I'm sure that there are a lot of Easter eggs in it. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty deep. It's it's pretty cool. It's scary. <laughs> Until next time. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Hey, have you, uh, have you smelled this? It's a new candle I got. Have you, you Holly Shore come up with a new one? Have you licked this? Oh, he licked they the had frozen glacier. He just licked the frozen glacier. I'm like, oh God, what are you doing? There's this bro bits, man. I've never had a caveman popsicle. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're definitely getting high. <laughs> no question. His name is Stony. And he calls it the Stoner Age. <laughs> Grindage and nugs. Like, yeah, we've got all the stuff. And uh, one of my other movies. What were nugs? What did he... Snacks, what? I think. No, that was grindage. It's all grindage, man. It's all nugs, snacks, chilling, and grindage. <laughs> it's all snacks. It's all snacks. Anything you don't know what Paul Shore is saying, he just wants it's food. food. <laughs> Give him food, Hollywood. <laughs> Bye.